0: O Lord of heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords, righteous Father, who is likened to thee, O Lord, gracious God of power and might, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, mighty Jesus, Ah glory, blessed Redeemer, for who is likened to the God of Israel, blessed Redeemer, O Lord of heaven and earth, Help us now, Jesus, forgive now, Father. Show the mercies of the living God to wretched men such as I, Lord. Help us today, Lord. Draw us close to you, Lord, you of whom we have to do, in whom's hand our life is held, and yet we spend less time with you for the most part than anybody or anything we do even the better of us even those that know the truth and yet so many so few spend any time in prayer at all myself included O lord of heaven and earth king of kings and lord of lords forgive us father that we may find grace in thine eyes mercy to help in time of need Jesus, Master, blessed Holy One of Israel, King of kings and Lord of lords, righteous Father, what God is like the God of Israel, what King like my King, what Redeemer like the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Help us now, Jesus, bless now, Lord, save now, Father and by the mighty hand of the living God, by the strength of the risen Savior. For there is no God like unto thee, O Lord. You who framed the heavens and the worlds are the works of thine hands, Lord. Show mercy to us, O my God. Let us find grace in thine eyes for ourselves, our families, our nation. Lord, all the peoples of the world that call on your name lord remember us lord and forgive this day bless oh lord and keep us this day and forgive me lord when i err, and help us now that things be well with us and keep us this day in the mercies of the living god we're going to talk about prayer today i thought i'd open it with just a little bit of prayer so that maybe it kind of understand what i was talking about in the old days people when you walked into the pentecostal prayer rooms you knew you'd walked into a prayer room you knew you'd walked into something that was righteous and just but nowadays it seems like used to the it was the baptist mostly kind of prayed quietly and the pentecostals they were loud and Now they all just kind of seem to be merging and everybody seems to be getting a lot quieter now when they pray and you go into the prayer room and you you don't hear a whole lot sometimes. I mean, some churches you still do. God will always have His church. There will always be saints of God full of the Holy Ghost. There will always be those able to stand up and call on His name and profess Him before men Ah, and proclaim His glory to this generation righteous father you who are just you are holy and true and we all lord at best vague shadows of your righteousness O lord of heaven and earth king of kings and lord of lords touch us today mighty jesus blessed redeemer holy one of israel god of glory Father, bless now and help now, Lord, and open our eyes and our understanding to understand what is true and just and right. O oh, Lord of heaven and earth, we have to understand that this is about Him, people. It's not about us. He has made it about us when He allowed His Son to come and hang on a cross, and suffer the things He did for our sakes. But there's always something that has to be returned when a gift is given. It may have been a free gift, but it would be insulting not to return payment. It would be insulting not to give of ourselves, having left the throne of heaven, robed himself in flesh, walked up the hill of Golgotha, suffered shame and beatings and spitting. The prophet Isaiah said his visage was marred more than any man, no one had ever been beaten like they beat him, and why? because he was just, he was holy, it was something they could never be. Oh, Lord God, Lord God, help us today, Jesus. And his blood was the redemption for all mankind. And so now do we think our lives so casual that we owe him nothing. And we profess his name once in a while and go to a little altar and say we're a Christian. And then go back about our daily lives and forget we ever knew him. Oh, Lord of heaven and earth, forgive the wretchedness of our soul. Oh, Lord, help us today. Open your eyes, people. We're all but dead men except for him. Had he not gone to the cross, there'd been no hope. Had he not resurrected, there'd been no hope. O Lord of heaven and earth, but in going to the cross, and going and resurrecting the third day, we have hope in life. We have hope in redemption. The grave does not keep us no longer. We know that when we lay our head on sleep, that we have that hope of redemption. For if that spirit that was in Jesus Christ so dwell in you, then shall God also raise you up in that day but does his spirit really dwell in you? Do you know you're saved? Preacher once said something very true. I was in a little bit of a backslidden state. And and he said, I was listening to him preach and he said some very true words. He said, if you don't know you're saved, you're probably not. And there's nothing more true or ever been said. If you don't know you're saved, and you need to get on your knees until you do. If you don't know you're saved, you need to fast and pray and call on God until you figure it out. Because He is faithful and just to forgive. If we confess our sins, if we call on His name, but if we declare we have no sin, if our lives, we live them like there's no need of our repentance, like there's no need of us calling on Him, like we're good enough like we are. We're good people, aren't we? So many of us think so. The truth of the matter is the closer you get to Him, the longer you live for Him, the more you're able to see your wretchedness. What did Moses say, the servant of God? He said, Lord, don't let me see my wretchedness. He knew what he was. And he was one of the best, and yet he knew how folly fell short. (sighs) Ah, Lord God, Lord God, King of kings and Lord of lords, were it not for the blood of Jesus, if it were not for the grace of the living God, had he not shown mercy to us, we would all be but dead men again. Were it not for the coming of Christ, were it not for the giving of his blood on the hill of Golgotha, were it not for the resurrection of the third day, we would already be gone. We would have made it as far as we have. He destroyed the first world because of their sin. Do you think we would have been any less? Might not have done it by water, but fire would have come, as it will one day. And Peter said, I saw the earth melt with fervent heat in the heavens above. And a new earth and a new heaven was made. For this earth will also be cleansed once again. Ah, oh, Lord God, Lord God, but let us think on the good things to come. Yes, there's trouble about us. Sometimes you got to look past the things that are inevitable, the things that are all about us. And you got to look for the things that you know are coming ah lord god lord god for I has not seen nor ear heard the good things that have been promised to those that love him to those that are called according to his word according to his purpose oh lord of heaven and earth king of kings and lord of lords and daniel prayed i think it was three times a day officially i'm sure he kept in prayer all day but three times a day i think it was he knelt with his window open, and made his petitions before God. And the king signed a decree. Being duped into it, he didn't know what he was doing. They played on his arrogancy. They played on his ego. And without thinking, he signed the decree. And he loved Daniel. But the ones that got him to sign didn't love Daniel at all. They were jealous of Daniel, and they wanted to see him destroyed. When the king realized what he had done, even he couldn't undo it but he knew one that could and he said daniel your god who you pray for continually who you pray before continually see daniel wasn't lax in his prayer life like so many of us are daniel knew how to keep up a prayer life daniel knew how to walk righteously and live holy before the lord god almighty but in that day there were so few that did but the ones that did do it were rewarded well but there were others that got close to God and then didn't uphold his word. And I'll never forget the prophet that went prophesied before the king of Israel. And the king stretched forth his hand to have the man detained. And the man, when he, when he stretched his hand out toward the man, his hand withered immediately. God struck the king. And the man prophesied against the altars and then the king begged for forgiveness and the man prayed and the king's hand was restored. But God had told that man, he said, don't you eat or drink until you get back to your home. Do not, not while you're there. So the man heads back and an old prophet came out and talked him into coming to his house. He said, an angel spoke to me. He lied to the man. He was an old prophet, but He had an agenda. And he told the man, he said, it was a test from the Lord that the Lord had sent him. And he told the prophet, he said, the Lord told me, he said, an angel was sent to me. And he said, come back with me and eat and drink. And the prophet was hungry. He had been gone a long time. So he went with him. He ate and he drank. And then the spirit of the Lord moved upon the old prophet. And he stood up and said, because you have done this, You'll not be buried with your fathers." And when the prophet went back toward his home, the lion struck him. But we see the mercy of God still. It said the lion didn't tear him, just smote him, killed him. That was a punishment, but if God didn't allow the lion to tear his body. The lion just sat down beside him, and when they came up to get him, the lion let him have him, and they buried him. But we see that the man had gotten very close to God, and the closer you get to God, To whom much is given, much is required. And that was before the cross. Thank God for the cross, because surely none of us would be alive if it wasn't for that. But before the cross, every disobedience received a just recompense quickly. Be thankful for the cross. Be thankful for Jesus. Be thankful for the mercy of God. Do you understand what the cross is about? The cross brought us back as family. The cross brought us back as children before we were only servants and we were at enmity with God. God was still against us because of the curse. We were the accursed. We weren't all the children of God at that time. We weren't His family. Those that really sought God and really walked righteously. God forgave and blessed. True enough. But it was by merit. It was by those that really sought after Him. The merit most of us show today wouldn't get us a a little shade tree in the far reaches of corners of heaven. It was Jesus Christ's merit that saved us. Not the things we do. Although there's still a few good godly men around, but they seem to women too, but they seem to be dwindling fast. What used to just be standard I can remember when the Pentecostal church wasn't no TV allowed, wasn't no radio allowed. People dressed modestly. They didn't go about like they do now. Now more and more just keeps creeping in. And what did it say? The little foxes. They're the ones that spoil the vine. But we see more and more. I watch TV. I can't say it's been better for me. I get bored like everybody else. When I should be in prayer, I'm sitting in front of the boob tube. But I'm careful what I watch. Very careful. do my best to be. But I still watch TV. It's not the instrument, ladies and gentlemen, that caused the problem. It's the desire in your heart to have things that you're not supposed to have. The tree was set in the midst of the garden and Eve just couldn't stay away from it. (laughs) The one tree that she wasn't supposed to have, everything in the garden was laid out before and given to her freely. But she just kept having to hang around that one tree that God said you can't have. Are we any different? No, not at all. All the lovely things and the beauty of this world that God has given us, but we're always so demented and always so far-reaching, always wanting what we can't have, never satisfied with what we do have. The Bible says it's a gift from God to be satisfied with the things that you have. Paul commanded us to be content with such things that we have. O Lord of heaven and earth, King of kings and Lord of lords, touch us today, mighty Jesus. But this here is about prayer. I can remember walking in prayer rooms when I was younger, and oh, I'd hear the old men of God and women of God calling on God. And oh, it was just something when you walked in there. I walked in a prayer room one time, ladies and gentlemen, in an old time Pentecostal church, where the ladies were over there and they were praying humbly. The men were over against the wall calling out loud on God. and. There's nothing wrong with a woman calling out loud either, but at this particular time when I walked in, the women were all over there, a little more quiet, and praying and weeping before God, and the men were over there against the wall, and they were calling out loud on God, and when I walked in the door, there was a wind blowing through the room, and they didn't even know it. It was spiritual, but it was blowing like on the day of Pentecost, I do believe. It's just... When they said a mighty rushing wind came in the room, there was no windows open. Their hair wasn't blowing, but I swear there was a wind just rushing through the room. And I just immediately fell on my knees in prayer. We've fallen away so far, and so few of us even know how to pray. You don't go over there and mumble a few little things and keep your little mouth quiet. You call on God and you raise your voice and you ask Him to help you and you you seek His face and get those things out of your heart that's causing you not to open your mouth and causing you to have to stay silent before God. Get your conscience clear, call on His name, beg forgiveness, get past your humility, get past whatever, whatever is causing you not to be able to call out on God. Get past whatever is causing you to be so quiet. Because when you get full of the Holy Ghost, it's going to come out of you. You're not going to be quiet all the time. You can't. It just won't be that way. It can't be that way. Jesus was coming into Jerusalem and the children were calling out, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Israel. And the Pharisees said, Quieten your disciples. He said, I can't. If they were to silence, the stones would surely cry out. Ah, glory, I'm not having a stone cry out in my place. No, Lord. Ah, Lord God, Lord God. Remember, people, pray fast. Draw close to God, and he'll draw close to you. Lord Jesus bless.